Hello, welcome back to Check, Check, Go. This is Nathan, joined as always by Philip. Hello, everybody. This is episode 12. This is episode 12. Um, if you've never listened to us before, Check, Check, Go is a weekly podcast that you can listen to on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, or on our website at FatDragonGaming.com. Nathan, how you been? I've been good. You been uh, watching anything this week? Or not really? No, not really. Had other stuff. Well, um, prying myself away from Pretty Little Liars, I did, in fact, watch something. Um, Netflix uh, dropped their new uh, comedy, I guess you could call it. It's called Friends from College, written and directed by Keegan-Michael Key of Key and Peele fame. It's hilarious. I'm sure it is. Um, I I actually didn't watch Key and Peele. I've I've never you've never seen anything from Key and I've Peele. I've seen maybe two you've never or three things. I've I've seen the substitute teacher. Oh, so you've seen yeah. you done messed up. Yeah. Okay. Done up yeah, that, a- 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 I, that's where I would have started you, but um, all of their other stuff. No, is I, just I as saw good. that, and I saw their um, Monday Night Football, uh, football player announcements, which is great. I don't think I've seen that one. Where they dress up like football players introducing themselves and what college they're from. It sounds hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's good. So other than that, though, I'd never seen them. Um, my exposure to Jordan Peele would be Get Out last year um, or earlier this year. I, I guess this it was year. earlier this year, yeah. Um, so this is my first exposure really to Key, and, man, he is good. Uh, he is good at, at obviously comedy and timing, but he's just a great actor as well. Um but the show stars him, um, Co- Kobe, Kobe Smolders. Smolders, yeah, I didn't know her name. I'm I'm laughing because we had a bit of an exchange about that yesterday. And uh, Fred Savage, man, and they're they're just fantastic. It's perfectly cast. Uh, it deals with uh some some messed up stuff. The show does, but it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, for Kate, future uh, reference, when you're trying to get me to watch a show, telling me that Robin from How I Met Your Mother is probably not the best way to go. Uh, Caitlin, actually, I'd been I'd been uh, watching closely to all the previews and stuff because that's what I do. I keep up with Netflix's original stuff, and uh, Caitlin never listens to me whenever I um. I rave about them, and she was like, "I know how that feels." And she was like, "Hey, I uh, I started this new show. It's really good." Um, and I was like, "Oh, what's it called?" She's like, "Friends from College." And I was like, oh, "That sounds familiar. What? Who? You know, who made it?" And she's like, "I think it was Netflix. It just released." And so then I was like, "Ah, oh, great." So we watched the whole season yesterday. It's only eight episodes, and they're only thirty thirty minute long. So, yeah, you can do it, and you should. I um, can when I finish twelve. Because uh, that's all you've done this week. Pretty we'll much, get it, yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, and then I've still watched a buttload of Pretty Little Liars. Uh, no, big stuff in TV this week would be announcements. We've got a couple of casting announcements to get to. Uh, the one that we are most excited about is uh, the new Doctor for Doctor Who has been cast. Nathan, what do you think? Uh, First of all, let's tell you who it is. Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. I'm pulling up her picture. What well, do you think? Aside from the fact that I've never watched a single thing with her in it. So I can't really speak for her acting ability. What I do think is interesting what the ramifications are going to be for the show. Because the Doctor is now not only a woman, which 
us and every single other person on the fucking planet who cares about Doctor Who called, by the way. Uh, it was pretty obvious at this point. But not only is the Doctor going to be a woman, it's like a younger woman, which is a, a 180 from the last season. In, like, almost every way. Um, well... We th- we called it, yeah, but there were there was still a part of me that was still concerned that they might drop the ball on it. But I'm glad. I don't think so. I'm very happy um, that they did not drop the ball, and I'm looking. She is fucking math right. Um, she's in her mid thirties, so yeah, definitely a younger woman. Um, no, what I what I found interesting is that she's been on. I know nothing about Broadchurch, but she it looks like she's been she's still on it. Um so she's been on it for at least three, four or five years. Um and the the new lead writer for Doctor Who um comes from that show. I think he may be the creator of it. So if they've had some uh, some chemistry in the past, I think that's really really important. Um because that's something that we didn't really have with with Moffat and Capaldi, but I think that we moved past it. Honestly, in in uh, Capaldi's first season, I I felt like that we could have used a bit more chemistry because I don't know, man. I, I the way that they wrote Capaldi and and look, they kind of did him wrong because you had such a big hangover from Matt Smith, and they took so long getting past like the uh, sort of apologizing to the fans that Matt Smith was gone, but. Um, I felt like they had to grow into a chemistry, but if we've already got that from episode one of, of Jodie Whittaker's run, I think that's going to be really important for the show. I'm just excited to see what she does. I'm excited to see how Bill reacts. Assuming Bill is even still going to meet around. Well, yeah, we've got, we still got to wait around for the Christmas special for Capaldi to actually regenerate. So here's the question. We have a female doctor. Does the companion also stay a woman, or do they bring in a dude? I had a discussion with uh, somebody about this last week. Uh, I said that it, w- it might be a dude. Um person I was talking to said that they would probably keep it a woman. But then I said, well, they actually might go by committee, because we kind of secretly did that this past season. Um because what what's the ball guy's name? Nardole. Nardole was like an unofficial companion. They like snuck him in. Nardole was one of the best things about this last season. Yeah, and he wound up being great. Um, so if you go back to like the, I mean, the pawns were companions by committee. Um, Rory Pond is still the best companion. Classic. I I say that with a straight face and believe it with all my heart. Classic. Who had some committees by uh, companions by committee? So we might actually go to that and I wouldn't be I wouldn't you know I wouldn't be sad um I mean surely surely they wouldn't bring the 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 tier the tier girl the intergalactic tier girl yeah I doubt it um because I felt like when they made her sort of a a supernatural alien being she kind of lost all of her companion possibilities so yeah Jodie Whittaker go uh go check her out go um I'm probably going to look up a couple of scenes from something they did that they did that announcement scene which didn't really give us much it gave us her walking through a jungle 
forest. A forest. It wasn't a jungle. With, uh, with a coat on and a hood on. So that was cool. Coats are important for the doctor. So that was good. I don't think that's her costume. I think that was just to hide the fact that uh, it was her for a bit. Eh, maybe. We'll see. Uh, also, Kapal- she looked happy, which kind of freaked me out. Well, but considering the events that, of last though, season. No, you called that, though. You said the next Doctor would probably be happy. I did say that, and yeah. I'm hoping. But uh, the Christmas special is going to be off the chain. Can't wait. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Can't believe it's fucking five months. Yeah, so it's a good ways away. Um, Next casting news would be for uh, ABC and Marvel's upcoming television series the new warriors uh, which will be starring squirrel girl i know you're excited about that hell yes and um they have cast milana vain shrub i'd probably butcher the last name but um as squirrel girl and you didn't know you didn't know her before this no uh, i had seen her on this is us she she played a semi minor slightly major character there and she was fantastic um as far as the minor characters go she was actually one of my favorite and uh i i looked at her picture and didn't really recognize her to begin with because they they kind of hide her a little bit in that show but fantastic and i i know nothing about the new warriors but hey i'll i'll watch it i'll watch her um you the said, thing I'm looking forward to most about it is the fact that it's getting billed as a comedy from the get-go. Because Squirrel Girl and Marvel has always been more, like, a tongue-in-cheek thing than, like, a serious anything. And, like, almost everything involving, like, her and whatever team she's on has been... I don't want to say a joke, but, I mean, it's tongue-in-cheek. It's supposed to be funny. Like, the fact that she beat Thanos by herself and, like, she, apparently, like, she's technically going by the list of people she's beaten single-handedly she's one of the most powerful characters in marvel um there i mean there's there's reasons behind that but she's a lot more she's like a family-friendly version of deadpool more than anything and so like i'm really i'm really hoping they stick more with the comedy than the drama for this i I think that's so important because that that there needs to be a balance there uh for marvel's tv shows because i think honestly one of Agents of Shield's big problems is that it takes itself so seriously. Okay, Agents of Shield has way more problems than taking itself seriously. But I think that's one of his big problems because if you watch it, especially like not like, knowing how to use characters, but especially sort of the end of where we watched, which I don't even know how far back that. I was I never even point. finished season three. That's where we were. I mean, dude, they they just they were so far up their own asses. Like they they felt. I don't know. It just it, they it just felt way too serious, um, and honestly, I felt like that was a departure from season one, which was which was a trash which was a trash can fire dumpster fire. But there you go. Yeah, a trash can. That fire. sentence was a dumpster fire. Uh, but at least it had sort of an element of of uh fun to it. But and look, for a long time, I loved Agents of Shield a lot more than I should have, but. I would be. I think that there's a better chance of success in people watching this if it were, like you said, uh, more comedic than not. And well, if you have some drama in there, then that's fine. But no, I think- see, the one, the the one reason I want it to be a straight comedy is because I'm a little scarred from the Flash over on the DC oh, side okay. of things. 
Because the Flash is supposed to be a funny, like, wholesome character. Um, he's supposed to be bright and cheerful and, like, everything about that. This last season of The Flash is one of the most depressing things I've ever watched in my life. Is that bad for you? Like, did you, was that displeasing? I, yes. Um, every single, like, I don't know what happened at the CW, but every single season of the Arrowverse this past season was fucking depressing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I mean, like, Arrow, that's par for the course. Sure. That's been that's been heavy for a while now. Um, Even after we got promised that the last season would be, you know, bright and happy, and it was one of the darkest yet. Um, I mean, did they just straight up lie? or? Yeah, they did. Like, season four, like, not season five, the one that just finished, but season four, they were like, yeah, like, everything's gonna, like, turn around for Oliver, and it's gonna be great, and, like, people are gonna be happy. It was one of the most depressing, like, seasons of TV I've seen. Gee, thanks. And, yeah, and so, like, The Flash was, like, depressing from day one. And, like, I don't, like... I was just like, this This isn't The Flash. Like, right. literally every... Like, somebody was crying in every episode because something sad was happening. And I'm like, this is not The Flash that I signed up for. Like, it was completely different than how, like, season one felt. So I'm hoping... I'm really hoping they turn that around. But anyway, all that to say, make New Warriors a fucking comedy if it's gonna be a comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, don't, just don't let, it, it, let it be funny. Don't turn it into a dark drama. Also, going back to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, I think the Inhumans is going to kill it, and I'm perfectly okay with that. Have you seen the trailer for Inhumans? I think I saw a teaser. I don't know if I saw it's the trailer. It's fucking great. You should watch it. Okay. It looks great. I'm sold. Is there any crossover there at all? Mm-mm. No? Okay. Yeah, wait, is this is this show about the royal family or no? Yes. Ah, uh, finally. Black Bolt's the main character. So, did they take what was supposed to be the movie that they announced a while yes. back? Yes. There is no Inhumans movie now. They're doing the TV show. I think that's... Amazing. And it looks fucking great. No, that's great because uh, I read, <coughs> I want to say it was the original Inhumans uh, run. I read that about two years ago. It was fantastic. The best moment in the trailer was uh, the royal family ends up on Earth because they get ousted from the moon by Black Bolt's mm-hmm. brother, which mm-hmm. is like the main Inhuman storyline yeah. from what I know. Um, So they're on Earth, and he's like getting like roughed up by cops because of course he is and uh one of them hits him and he grunts and like levels like a like an entire street full of cars and i'm just like holy shit i can't wait for this because if uh if anybody listening doesn't know who black bolt is he's like the leader of the inhumans he's like the king of the inhumans and uh his i don't want to say superpower because for inhumans it works a little different it's more like a natural ability for them like a mutation Almost like X-Men. Um, slightly different. But basically his power comes from his voice. And uh, he like literally can't talk without just making things explode around him. Well, not, not... Well, he doesn't make things explode. It's like shockwaves. And so like him grunting was just enough to like level like a street full of cars. If he actually spoke, he could like destroy a city block. And if he screamed, he could blow up the moon. Like, he's one of the most powerful characters in Marvel. And he doesn't say anything ever, which is going to be interesting, like, how they deal with that in the show. 
because he can't talk. So, I'm excited, but also concerned because it still is ABC, and and like we were just talking about, I don't I don't know if I trust ABC to get tone right. So I they've got to prove it to me. The tone in the trailer looked good. Yeah, yeah. You should just, just watch it. Yeah, okay. I mean, like, I'm still a little wary, but I'm a lot more excited about this than I've been for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like, ever. Uh, moving on to video games. Um, Nathan, this is your chance to shine here. <laughs> what you been playing this week? I've been playing the Zodiac, the Final Fantasy XII, the Zodiac Age, which is the new version. And uh, let me tell you, for a guy who didn't enjoy the first iteration of 12 that much, this is infinitely better, and it's for one reason and one reason only. You can move four times faster doing everything. I believe, uh, if I'm getting this right, when we were talking the other night, you said when you load into the game, it defaults back to normal. You don't even want to play. If I switch back to normal speed now, it feels like I'm playing... It feels like the game is running in slow motion. Like, it is so ungodly. That was one of my biggest problems with the original game to begin with, is that the combat and the walking speed and everything felt slow. Like, compared to, like, even other Final Fantasies and, like, other RPGs, like, just the speed at which everything happened was just slow. I think if you go back to even playing 10, the original, not the the remake, but the original, uh, that did have a... A bit of a slow moving. No. Yeah, was, if you go back, if I've, you go back, I played the like I played the remaster like version of ten, slowly. which also has a speed up, and I never felt like I wanted to gouge my eyeballs out when I had to do it in like normal speed. Yeah, well, playing on playing to me playing on the PS2 back in the day, it. I mean, you didn't realize it when you were playing the PS2, but uh, playing other games and then going back to it to me, even ten felt like you were kind of trudging a little bit. It's nowhere near as bad as twelve. So you got the you got your four times speed. Um, what are some other changes that they've made for the remaster? Well, instead of everybody starting on the same license board and you just trying to like decide where you want to take everybody, which I mean, eventually everybody could do everything anyway, if you put in enough time. Uh, in the Zodiac Age, there are twelve jobs, and each person can have can pick two of the jobs, and you can like overlap which people have which job. Like, more than one person can have the same job. But once you pick those two jobs for each character, like, that's it. Like, that's all you get. And um, it takes away some of the freedom from the original system, but it also makes your decisions a lot more tactical because it's like, oh, I really need to put some thought into this instead of just, oh, it's okay, I can just go back and do it this way if I don't if I feel like it. Um... But it puts a lot more emphasis on who's going to be in what role, uh, where you want to take the in-game stuff and all that. Um, 12 has roots directly tied to tactics. Like, they're both set in Ivalice, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the same elements. And um, I think the Zodiac Age does a much better job of tying that back into its tactics roots than the original game did. Uh, when you also told me the other day that the sort of the difference between because uh, ten had an overhaul to the sphere grid, uh, but they okay, put yeah, in the game the choice to to go with the original. Yeah, or that's the new that's thing. the one drawback to this. I wish they had left it to where you had a choice of which system you wanted to use. 
instead of the shoehorning me, shoehorning me into the Zodiac thing. Um, I mean, it's good, and it's really, it's hard to screw up, just because all the, the things are pretty balanced, but, uh, if you're a min-maxer like me, it's a nightmare, because I want all my characters to be the best, and so I had a terrible time with it, but, I mean, a lot of other people probably aren't gonna care that much, I'm, but it still would have been nice to have the choice. Yeah, I'm not, a, I'm uh, just going off, based off of what you've told me, I'm not a huge fan of it, because... To me, the the draw to twelve was the freedom and the wide open, like blank slates. Uh, anybody could be anything that they wanted, and I liked that because I like. That doesn't mean that anybody it. is going to be good as anything. No, but but I'm not a min maxer like you. I'm completely okay with my characters not being. Give Penelope a great sword and see what happens. I Nothing. like experimentation. I like building interesting, fun things, and even if they're not the absolute best possible. Um, that's just always been that's the difference between goes against you and everything I. I believe in. Yeah, I know. This um, is this is why we actually work together so great at co-op stuff. Uh, so that to me is a little disappointing <laughs> that they didn't at least give you the choice to choose between the two systems. Um, but well, and 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 two, the thing is for me, I'd be okay with the job system if you could change jobs because to me that that seems. If I I'm playing, thinking back to playing Final Fantasy One, Final Fantasy Three, Final Fantasy Five, which had job systems. Also tactics, you could switch jobs. Yeah, it wasn't recommended. But for past for a me, point, like but. I played the job system in those games, and the, part of it was experiment with a job. You could level that job up, but you could also switch, and you could level that it job. Is a departure from it. the normal Final Fantasy formula with not being able to switch out jobs between everybody but at the same time I kind of I understand where they were going and they wanted it to be a much more like tactical choice like they wanted your choices to have consequences instead of just being like well fuck that up let me do something else I mean I feel like you did have consequences because if you if you churned out a, a character that was very mediocre because you because you weren't focused in which path you went on the license board well you just you've, you're out of license points and you know now you've got to yeah you've but see now with a handy four by speed i can just farm license points and it takes you know a quarter of the time yeah so to me then that doesn't even take away the uh the messing a character up and removing that uh, but it just seems like they took a game that was all about freedom and they gave it a system that is supposed to be about freedom and they took it all away. So, I don't know. Uh, but I haven't played it. I wouldn't say that's the point of the game, but eh. Um, sticking in, uh, staying in the Square Enix realm, uh, moving on to Kingdom Hearts news. Uh, oh, boy. D23? Yes. They revealed the new Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer um and they re- they also revealed um the world of toy story which to begin with you weren't too excited about because i mean toy story and we're not emotionally tied to it or anything but what i noticed off the bat was it was beautiful like absolutely gorgeous looks better than actual toy story <laughs> uh as far as like oh, that's not shadows. saying a whole lot La- uh, lighting and shadows and stuff um, but what do you what did you think after you actually watched the trailer? I think or some that takeaways? the it's one of the best graphical anything that I've seen coming out of Square, and I say that having played fifteen because fifteen was great. That was one of the best things about fifteen. Um, the difference between KH two 
and KH3, like, graphically, is probably about as big as the jump between Final Fantasy VII and XV. Like, it's <laughs> huge. Okay, so that might be exaggerating yeah. a little bit because, I mean, like, we'll go with... It's probably be, it's probably the difference 15. between, It'd like, be Final Fantasy X and XV. Yeah. Like, it's just... They... People give them shit all the time because it's been in production for so long. They've been putting putting that time to good use graphically. It looks fucking gorgeous. To me, uh, when I first saw the still of Andy's room, I was just like, "Whoa, whoa!" Is this this is a Kingdom Hearts game? And then um, there was a still of uh, Woody, Buzz, and Sora talking, and just the depth. And and the things that they're they're playing with the atmosphere, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that that Sora. Then I watched the trailer. Moving around looks good in the room, and then they all the leap, gameplay is super smooth. Then they leap out of the window, because for some reason I was thinking maybe the whole the whole world would take place like in Andy's house, but then they had to go to the toy store, and they go out the window, and you're running in the the driveway and in the yard, and boy. That grass, the atmosphere, the sky, I mean... The lighting. Good the shadows. God. Here's and, the thing that the impressed me the most about the trailer. They went directly from a cutscene into a fight, and the only thing that changed was that the the UI for the fight came up. That was the only difference. Like, you went from a cutscene with subtitles and them talking to literally the the UI for the fight came up and you just started hitting stuff. There was no transition. I I am actually astounded at how beautiful it is, honestly. Because I... I mean, I've distantly been following it, but I didn't know we were going to get something like that. I mean, that's some photorealistic shit there. Um, and But the combat looks... Phenomenal. Oh my god. It looks phenomenal. Um, it looks a lot more involved. That's what I was yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's, it's, it seems a lot more engaging and like you now the series combat itself has grown from like two from KH two because even in all of the spin offs, um they added layers to it, whether it was using the triangle button or uh the way that you interact with your um quick menu down here. Um They've tried some different things, so they've been experimenting for a long time. Um, but just how you interact with the enemies, because they took uh, at one point in the trailer, Sora somehow grabbed a hold of um, one of those big bouncing enemies and just started like banging him everywhere. Um, really, that's yeah. the word choice you want to use? Banging him everywhere, yeah. And then um, Sora jumped into like a mech suit. It made me stars. super happy. Yeah. We know uh, Nathan likes his robots. So, um, yeah, that looks good. Uh, that's supposedly going to release next year. Yeah, until they delay it. We'll like see. Fifty more times. Yeah, we'll see. I've got my money on twenty nineteen, but uh, we've played a little bit more Battlegrounds this week. Um. We stream that on Thursday nights. You can watch us at Fat Dragon. Oh no, Twitch.tv slash Fat Dragon Streaming. There you go. Um, and it was another decent week for us. Yeah, not quite as good as as last week, but we did, in fact, win again. 
So good for us. Tasty chicken. And this time Dylan wasn't coaching us. <laughs> so so we did it all on our own. Um and I've had I've had some I've had some technical issues getting out our last couple of videos because uh, my laptop's storage and then not wanting to uh, actually render the files has been a daily daily battle but we'll get those out soon um, this this win was this one was uh, funny though because um, God I'm trying to remember I'm trying to I'm trying to separate our do we want to admit to Dylan where we dropped? Because he's always telling us to drop there, and we finally did, and then we won. Go ahead. Yeah, we dropped in Milta. Yeah. Like, right outside. Yeah. Now, what was the... Well, okay, This so this was the win. Um, I had I had three kills, and Nathan <coughs> didn't have any kills. So not only was Dylan not coaching us, but I carried I carried. Wait, did kills. we drop in Milta for that one? No, I'm trying to think. This was the one that no, this was the one that was uh it wound up on the island, the South Island. Right outside. Yeah, no, right but we dropped the, it, we dropped in Milta a couple times that night. I can't remember. I think I thought we I don't know. I don't know. I can't remember honestly. I'll have to go back and watch the tape. It was probably Roselock. I'll have to go back and watch the tape. I cannot I remember all of those games kind of milled together for me. Um, but yeah, we wound up having to, we wound up having to, uh, cross, uh, cross the ocean to get to the island and, um, wound up on the outside looking in. We played that perimeter game outside looking in and, uh, it was just good stuff. Almost died, saved it. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, we had, we had to, we had to use some, some med kits here and there. Yeah. The, uh. The last circle was just wide out in the open. It was so open. I was prone in the middle of a grassy field at the end of the game. Um, now for battlegrounds, uh, you texted me the other day that first person mode is coming within the next month. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about that? I think it's gonna be fucking great. I I can't wait. I think it's honestly going to feel like a, a a new game. Um, because every everything that you're able to do right now, I mean. Even things that we take advantage of, right? Like uh, being able to sort of look around at a lot more than your character would actually be able to see. So, like, we could jump behind. If you watch our win, uh, our first win, whenever it releases, uh, we we both jump behind a pile of logs, right? Well, we can see over the logs just because uh, you know, we're in third person and we could see the guy coming around. First person, we're not going to have that uh that advantage anymore so we're we're probably going to be using a lot more cover and like you know bending around we're going to be using e e and q a lot more i'm probably gonna be completely wrong about this but i feel like i'm actually going to be better at first person than i am third why do you think that just because you've had more experience with first person shooters or well that and there's not as much to watch and, like, one of the big things about Battlefield is people blindsiding you because they've just got an angle on you that you, like... I mean, like, the line of sight is going to be completely different. Mm-hmm. So, like, literally, where in in the game now, it's really easy for people to see you without you being able to see them, and vice versa. And that's not going to happen in first person. I was reading, I was reading something uh, shortly after you sent me that, uh, sent me that it was coming... 
Um, and one thing they mentioned was uh, people's advantage. Now we don't we don't enjoy an advantage when we're camping. We always lose when we're camping. But it was saying that campers have a big advantage because of the field of view that they have. They can see people coming before. Um, that works both ways because if you run up on a house, you can look inside the windows without being in front of them. But um, but if you are hiding now listening is going to be so much more important because you can't just like sit your character there and then look over the barricade or whatever. Yeah. Um, so if you're sitting, if you're just camping behind, um, this object, you're going to have to be listening for if people are coming or not. So uh, it's going to, it's going to bring a whole new sort of tactical element to the game and it might force people to change the way they've been playing. Dude, what if one of the new maps dropped at the same time first person? That did? would be so good. We are going to desert it up. I'd probably just my pants. Um now with the with the new maps, I, I, still the big thing for me, obviously the the new train is going to be exciting, but it being half the size, but it's still going to be 100 people in half the size. I mean, we're talking that's going to be crazy. Well, I mean, you're essentially just skipping it would be like it's the map you have now, except the first contraction happens immediately. Yeah, yeah. But we've we have played games. Even this past week, we've played games where by the first restriction, there's fifty people left. There's fifty six people. You know. So now we're going to be packing a hundred people. Well, into that's that also first just circle. because people jump in like three distinct areas and then kill each other. So I wonder. I wonder if that. I mean that that is going to have the If we're, if we're talking half the size of the map, and then if there are those, that's still, also half as many places to jump, which that, means well, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. So like your landing game is gonna have to if, be on point. If there are still those, you know, those sort of landmark places to land, and there are like three of them, now we're talking, you know, cough military base cough. Everybody jumping. Uh, I think we're gonna find a lot more clear outs at the beginning, which might mean that we we get cleared out pretty quickly too. I don't uh, know game. I don't know. Like the first game that we won, we started off. We had a horrible start. Almost died. No ammo. Yeah, no ammo. Um, I was wa- I was watching that back last night, trying to get it to work. Um, it was great. It was great to see your perspective uh, on your video. That's hilarious. I'm just running around trying to. Yeah, you were just out. running around a house, and I'm actually trying to shoot people. <laughs> you had you had what an Uzi, I think. I didn't have. No, any. all I had was a pistol. <coughs> All right, so um, last thing I want to cover in games, unless there's something else you want to cover. No. So last thing I want to cover in games is uh, we talked about it last week, so if you haven't listened to episode 11, uh, go check that out. Uh, But Nathan talked about the new Netflix Castlevania series. Um, Wired released an article earlier this week that that, um, poses the possibility that the Netflix Castlevania type series may be the future of video game adaptations because um, they theorize that if you look at what Netflix has done as a company uh, every decision that they've made it hasn't been a one-off decision so it's possible that they are this is the beginning of something that they're going to be doing with video game adaptations. Still waiting for that fucking Legend of Zelda TV show. So here we go um Castlevania seems to be a hit. They've already uh, not only have they renewed it for season two, but they extended 
what season two original was going to be four episodes and they've extended it. It's going to be an eight episode run in season two. Um, there is a Witcher TV show out there that this article says Netflix might be vying for. My question to you, Nathan, is... I thought Netflix already had that. I, uh, th- no. As as far as this article says, is that it seems like they may be bidding for it. But I also don't, don't think the Witcher thing is going to be animated. But it might be. But it might be. Who knows? Uh, no, there is a... Um, Okay, the success of the Castlevania means we might be in for a whole new line of high-wit, mid-budget video game adaptations. Um, And they throw out a name here, and I'm not sure if this is just the maker of the Castlevania series, but Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed franchise has a... It looks like they are in development for an anime series. Um, I could literally not care any less. And it says... That while the the while that project has no official home yet, the Assassin's Creed Netflix already seems to be staking its claim as a preferred destination, and optioning the immensely popular Witcher series. So that might that might actually be Netflix. Now, my question to you though is: you have the choice. What video game series do you want to be seen turned into an animated? Witcher Zelda. Hands down, it's got to be Zelda. That one's already been rumored for a long, long, long time. Yeah. I mean, the world is ready for it. I mean, coming off of the hills of Breath of the Wild, uh, yeah. I mean, not only do you have a rejuvenated player base, but you also have a lot of other people that have, have played Zelda for the first time. So, give it. Now, I mean, my question has always been, how do you handle a Link in a Zelda TV show, but now we've got uh, Black Bolt, so... You, you let him talk. Oh. I don't, I don't think... I just, oh. Just let Link talk. Oh. Okay, so a lot of people don't realize is that they joke about him not saying much in the video games. He actually talks in the games. It just never shows it. Like, he says stuff to people. Like, he communicates. He doesn't just, like, so have he's not people talk at him the whole time. No, he's not okay. mute. The game just never tells you what he says. Like, he, like, it, canonically, Link speaks. He's just quiet. See, I don't even think I knew that. I thought he was just... Yeah, he's not a mute. Okay. Like, in any of the games, I don't think. Like, they joke about him not saying much, but it's it's poking fun at the fact that you never see him say anything, not the fact that he can't. Okay. So, yeah, you just, okay, well. And at this point, it's more of a running joke than anything. And I'm like, just let the man talk. Uh, So my, I think my choice, my first choice would be, um, and we already have an anime, an anime movie, anime style movie for Dragon Age, but I think a Dragon Age TV show, go for it. They're, Are you talking about The Legend of the Seeker? Yeah, or The eh. Dawn of the Seeker. Eh. Um, but I mean, they've already. I'll tell I mean, you what. It hyped me for Cassandra in Inquisition, and then left me disappointed because it's not even close to being the same character. But I mean, I'm just saying that the history is there. I'm not saying that 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 is the quality that we should be going for, but I'm saying the history is there that they might do something animated, and I think that world is is big enough that you could find somewhere to tell a story. Their multimedia storytelling has been successful for a long, long time, so go for it. Um. I just feel like if they were going to do an animated TV series about Dragon Age, it would be like, 
oh, I'm a mage and my life sucks and I hate Templars, which is pretty much all three of the games to begin with. They would uh, have to do, like, you'd have to do something else. Like, if I got a miniseries, like, with Varric's backstory, I'd be all about that. But if it's about a mage whose life sucks because they're getting hunted by Templars, I'm just like, I am so over that. Like, no, just, I, well, I, think, I played three games of that shit. No, listen, I mean, the thing is, they, with their with their other media, I mean, look look at the novels, look at the comics, um, even that Dawn of the Seeker, they've always taken characters that have pre-existed in the world and they talked about them individually or they told a story that hasn't been told in the games. Um, so I don't think we're going to, I don't think we would get like a... Well, Again, play, the like only character, character that I would care enough about to want to watch an animated series about would be Varric. Because Varric is the best character in the entire franchise. Oh, and I think I, I'm i a lot closer to it than you are. <laughs> I don't know. I have There's a lot of characters that I like. I'd be interested in watching a show. I'd off. watch an Iron Bull. <laughs> yeah, you would. Holy shit. <clears throat> um, the Iron Bull and Varric Adventures <laughs> would be the best thing ever. I'd also, I, I kind of want to see how Destiny 2 winds okay, up. Okay, before we get off this, though, like, fuck you. If we get a Bioware or anything, we need to have an animated, like, Revan. Like, from Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> we need an animated, like, Mandalorian Wars Revan from Knights of the now, Old Republic. Okay. That w- okay, now that that would be interesting. Now, Knights of the Old Republic is not canon, right? It but- is, yeah. Because the old Republic was officially canon, and that means the two in the new Dis- in the new Disney like yes. universe. The old Republic now is canon we in might the have something universe. interesting here, Nathan, because Star Wars is obviously huge right now, and they're doing they are also doing a lot of multimedia storytelling. So I would be okay. They've with been writing that. those Clone Wars coattails for a long time. Uh, we have a history of they do. Now they've been doing CG shows, but and I would be okay I, with them continuing. I'd doing take CG. that. Yeah, holy shit! Because like it doesn't the have animation to be an style anime. for Clone Wars and Rebels. I'd take that for like a Mandalorian Wars Revan. Absolutely, make it canon. Uh, base it off of like you said, Knights of the Old Republic, and and go for it. I like that. That's a winner. Um, I would also, uh, I want to see like how Destiny Two, uh, you know, winds up. But I I wouldn't mind seeing something in that world. Um. Just because I think I think well, if you're gonna I do like another media in that, I feel like you would have to get Nathan Fillion as Cade. Yeah, and like have him be the main character. Because I don't like. I mean, I didn't play a huge amount of Destiny, but like that's the only character that I hear people talk about. I think the the trouble that you'd run into is that it's not as it's not as high profile in a sense of there aren't characters that you can hold on to. Uh, I'm just saying, like, as far as interesting worlds, I, I think that would be a, a fun a fun thing to watch. Because uh, it'd be like, I mean, I'd be fine with it being something like Red versus Blue, but actually, like, a part of that world, you know, taking characters from that. Um, I wouldn't mind Rooster Teeth doing a Netflix series. <laughs> Rooster Teeth has got their own shit going on. I know, on. I know, I know. Speaking of, um, so our, our RTX was, when was that? Last week. Last week, um, you want to you want to kind of give us a rundown of everything, the big stuff that you like coming out well, of. Well, they've uh, they've wrapped Laser Team two, which you still haven't seen the first late. No, yeah, we watched we did, it. Yeah, we watched we Laser watched Team. It, yeah, yeah. So Laser Team two is coming out soonish, like this fall, I think. Um, they announced a new movie. They didn't release any details. It's just the name, basically, but it's called Bloodfest, 
which I'm hoping is going to be like a tongue-in-cheek horror thing, kind of like uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. I'm basing that only off the name and off like Rooster Teeth's sense of humor, but I'm hoping that's what it comes out as. Um, because Tucker and Dale versus Evil is like still one of my favorite movies. Uh, just one second. Speak just because you said Tucker and Dale versus Evil, and I know how much you love that. Love that. The director for uh, the the writer and director for Tucker and Dale versus Evil is writing and directing a movie called Little Evil is coming out later this year. It's going to be a comedy horror in much of the same vein. Oh my god! Have you have you seen anything on this? No. It is starring Adam Scott and Evangeline Lilly. No! No! So he marries her. She has a kid already that is the Antichrist. And and he doesn't know before he he marries her. So, like, he's there, and then all of this crazy shit starts to happen. Oh, I'm so happy right now. Yeah, no. And it's going to be, like, like, it's going to be, like, like it's not gonna take itself seriously. It's over, gonna be like as far everything that I've read is like so over the top and almost on the the verge of like being spoofy. Yeah. Oh my god, that makes and, me. So I mean, it's happy. Adam Scott, so it's going to be, it's going to be like tongue in cheek and and, Treat yourself. and all that. Yeah. Um. Now, I want to say. Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. Yeah, it's a Netflix movie. So I mean that that that's another reason to oh, be excited about it. My God, that makes me so. Anyway, happy. carry on. So our, uh, so you're hoping that this this uh, rooster teeth thing is going to be something like that. But anyway, I, and lit- I'm literally basing that on just the name. Yeah, because yeah, the yeah, name yeah. is Bloodfest, and it just sounds like something they would do. Um, the other major thing that they're doing is they announced another animated show, and I mean like. Ruby is one of the most popular things that they've ever done. Like if it if it keeps going, it's probably gonna pass Red versus Blue in popularity, and that's saying a lot. That is saying a lot. Um, uh, like th- when they just... started, they had no idea like how much of a following it was gonna get, but it is huge. A- and in a very quick amount of time, I mean, Red versus Blue has yes, years, I mean like three like in years what, on three, it, but three four years for Ruby. Yeah, four years. And the the community is almost the size of Red versus Blue now. Like it's crazy. But uh, they're doing another animated show. It's called Ginlock, and it's going to be like a mecha or giant robots for those of you who don't watch anime. But uh, it's going to be uh, Gray, the guy that's the head of animation at Rooster Teeth, said that it's going to be a lot different in tone for Ruby because they try to keep Ruby a bit more family-friendly than their other stuff. Um, They actually got like some complaints in season four about it being too dark for their, like for some people's kids. And they were just like, I mean, it's, it's a, it was sad. Like, what are you going to do? Like a lot of, they got some complaints. I won't say a lot, but uh, there are people that were like, yeah, we used to watch this because our kids thought it was great. And now like everybody's dying and it's sad. And I'm like, "Ah, get over it. Welcome to real life. Yeah. Welcome to rooster teeth. I almost, I almost made a comment about red versus blue. That would have spoiled it for you. Um, but yeah, so like Genlock is going to be like a bit more mature. It's probably going to be more like red versus blue just without the toilet humor. (laughs) It's going to be just be like a more mature concept and it's going to be giant robots fighting monsters and I cannot fucking wait. I've seen some of the, uh, the concept art for it and it looks gorgeous already. 
Well, I mean, the thing for me is that I just trust Rooster Teeth as a creative team. Um, I've liked basically everything that they've At done. At this so. point, though, I'm just worried that the animation department is going to kill themselves. Uh, I mean, because no, they work they on d- so much shit. I know, but I mean, the more successful the stuff becomes, they'll make more money. They'll have more people, so they'll just get bigger. I yeah, but I mean, they're working on the animation department. Does Red versus Blue? They're doing Ruby. They do Ruby Chibi. They're doing Camp Camp, which if you haven't watched Camp Camp yet, you have got to watch that. It's fucking amazing. Um, that goes for everybody listening to this. Go watch Camp Camp. It's great. Uh, anyway, yeah. So they're doing all of that plus another new animated thing from scratch. Well, plus whatever else they decide to do. Take care of yourself, Rooster Teeth. Don't kill yourself. Nathan would be very, very sad. I would be sad. So would I. I feel like it would be poetic justice for Miles at this point, but I love him too much to let that happen. <laughs> as much as I hate him, I still love him. <laughs> Fuck you, Miles. <sighs> oh, Nathan, are you hungry? I am very hungry. I am yes. extremely hungry. So this has been... We could do what Rooster Teeth does whenever they're about to end a podcast and just talk about restaurants in Austin for another 30 minutes. Except we don't have restaurants here. Yeah, that's true. So, well, this has been episode 12 of Check, Check, Go, Fat Dragon Gaming's weekly podcast, which you can listen to on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and our website, fatdragongaming.com. You can check us out at our website. You can also watch us on YouTube, and you can find us on Twitter at Fat Dragon Gaming. Also, I am at South Style Media, and Nathan is at Abyssal Penguins with an S. If you'd watched our stream the other night, you would have found out what that meant. But since you didn't watch it, then I guess you'll only one person never know. Only one other person besides me and Philip know that story now. Yep, and you can also support Dylan, us if you tell anybody. I will come to Australia and I will find you. And he'll kill you. I didn't say that. You said that. I just said I would find him. I could just give him a hug. But you can also support us on Patreon if you've watched or listened to our stuff and you like it by searching uh, Patreon.com/slash/FatDragonGaming. Just like Dylan from Predictable Amusement did. So, until next time, later. Adios. That sounded, I didn't expect that. Like You were expecting me to say see ya. Yeah, no, like, I know. That's, like, why, that's no, why I switched it like, up. Now, it's almost like where, uh, like you take a pillow, like you've been sitting like halfway on a pillow for a long time, and then you take it out, and then all of a sudden like your body feels like it's leaning halfway and nothing feels complete anymore. That's how I feel right now. That's a weird fucking analogy. That's just, I don't know. Or like, I'm kind of slightly OCD, so if I like hit like one hand, I got to like hit the other to like be complete and balance everything. I feel so unbalanced right now. I feel like we've learned some things about Philip today. We did. All right, well, see you. (laughs)